Welcome back, guys. This is the week three installation of the Donation Station coming at you live from sunny San Diego. It's me, Lucky Licko, alongside Junkie Jam. Here we are again to present you this week's best picks and our thoughts of the best matchups of the week. Let's go ahead and get started and recap our uh, NCAA picks from last week. To start, um, we picked NC State. That was a loss. They did not cover the 13.5 versus uh, Syracuse. Syracuse. They basically had that one the whole way. They had it up until the end. They they let up. Yeah, they let up at the end. I mean, that game was an easy cover. First half, I think they were up 21 going at half. And then down the stretch, they kind of let up. Gave up a couple cheap touchdowns to Syracuse. They didn't really score much. And they got a... Uh, Syracuse got a couple points. At the end, they needed a... They ended with the ball. They needed a, maybe a breakaway run to to get the lead, which they did not get. Or, or sorry, to, to get the cover, which they did, obviously did not get, and they ended up uh, kneeling the ball down. James, yeah. do you have any insights on that game? Uh, as far as the NC State-Syracuse game? Yeah. What I noticed from it was that uh, NC State wasn't able to convert well on third down, which is why they kind of let up second half. Um they would have good drives, then they'd get to a third and short, third and third and long. They weren't able to convert, and due to that, kept kept Syracuse alive. They kept giving the ball back, getting their defense tired, and Syracuse was able to chomp down at that lead. No, exactly. And I mean, when you have a a two score spread, you're really looking for those covers. And you know, they only ended up winning by eight. Um, the line was thirteen and a half, I think. Or twelve and a half, depending on when you got it in. Yeah, it moved between about twelve, thirteen and a half. So um, you really were looking at a touchdown there at the end. They ended with the ball, like we said. Needed a breakaway run, they didn't get it. You end up not getting your cover. It's kind of a a brutal way to go, but uh, that's sometimes what happens when you have these two score spreads and you have um, a team that likes to run the ball. Uh, backdoor cover for you. Yeah, one thing to know, and this is kind of how we feel when when you're reading the line, and how my thought is when it's a, a thirteen and a half point spread, we feel like sometimes they're maybe baiting you to take the favorite because you're thinking, oh, two touchdowns covers, um, as opposed to if it's to say fourteen and a half, they're maybe trying to get you to take the underdog. So maybe we fell for the bait a little bit. We thought NC State was was better than they were. That but. is true. And it was uh, Syracuse's first uh, first conference game. Yeah, so, I mean, we don't we stand by our pick. We obviously didn't hit. Um, can't win them all. Can't win them all. So, um, Actually, we couldn't even win any college picks this week. <laughs> yeah, we, got, we went 0 for 3 in NCAA, which is kind of brutal. But that, uh, that NCAA State, the Saturday game, kind of really uh, started us off on the wrong foot, especially how they looked first half. The next uh, game we picked was the Tennessee uh, Georgia game. I thought I think we both, James and I, were very uh, bullish on uh, that SEC matchup and getting the uh, Tennessee upset of a ranked team. We couldn't have been more wrong in that scenario. Uh, Tennessee didn't even score, so they didn't even show up. <laughs> they didn't even show up. I don't know who was. 
who that was that played on Saturday, but that was not a a Tennessee team. I swear their last thirty matchups were within a within one score, finished within one score until the game we choose them. No, exactly. <laughs> I mean, we wish we uh, maybe we missed something, we didn't see something, but uh, I guess Georgia really belongs in that top ten. I, I didn't think they should have been up there at all, but they proved me wrong. So yeah, it could be a team to watch out for. Definitely. I mean, the one thing with Georgia, Georgia kind of always has that. They always have good seasons, and then they always have one game where they don't show up. Probably against a, another unranked team down the road. Um, I don't know if they play Vanderbilt or somebody else down the road, but they'll probably blow a game. Probably when uh, you bet on them, that'll typically how it be how it be. So we were wrong on that watch one. Later down the road could be a. Uh, Actually, they got a really tough schedule coming up here. What is it? Three, four potential ranked opponents back-to-back? Yeah. I mean, they definitely have a, a tough run. I mean, they have an SEC schedule, so they're not easy. But Tennessee really let us down. Now with two losses, they really don't factor much into the SEC picture, the top 25 picture. Or anything really at all. Tennessee kind of fades out. Um, so we were wrong, obviously, on that. Which we, like we said we were zero and three. We were, did not get the money line on that. We did not get the spread cover on. We that. We did not get a point on that. <laughs> we did not get a point. The spread, if the spread was forty and a half, we still don't get a cover. So there's that. Um, and our last pick was uh, UMass. UMass playing. Uh, Ohio team, and we we were very excited on uh, on the potential that UMass was bringing to the table, right? And, and I mean UMass, it was a good game. It was a lot better than uh, I think people would want to maybe say. They uh, only ended up losing by eight. So they they covered that that eight and a half spread. Yeah, when we when we said it. Um, on last Wednesday, the spread was eight and a half. Uh, I, I actually didn't even realize they covered. <laughs> but I, I turned it off with about two minutes left. I thought it, I thought they were done after Ohio scored that last touchdown. Right. But what I was going to say is the, that line kept dropping dramatically. If you bet it Saturday or Friday, you weren't getting eight and a half. You were getting six yeah, or five. I, I, I actually saw it at four and a half early so, Saturday. So. If you didn't bet it on Wednesday... Um, you did not get line. So they covered our, our line, which we said was eight and a half. So we technically didn't go over three, but we understand that some of you guys aren't running to your bookie to uh to I'll place consider your that one a loss because they did not play play well as well as I would have expected them to. They started off really well like first was it first quarter? Yeah, Started I mean first quarter. half they were First half, they were tied. It was a tie game oh, they, at half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The third quarter and uh, is really where they kind of blew it. They gave up uh, two touchdowns and didn't score anything, and then the, the game was kind of out of reach for them at that. They, they couldn't get a stop on defense. So, um, tough no, break. They, they but, go to uh, 0-6 now. 0-6. So, uh... They're still a sneaky team, so they're a team you want to be careful betting against. Uh, they... I could see them covering a lot of spreads that that book bookmakers would uh, set set out as a trap, right? And maybe with UMass, now that you know, maybe they're a team you want to bet early. 
play the opening line knowing that they're going to get a lot of sharp money on them and the lines will get bet down. So uh, just something to be aware of. And then our last game that we didn't really talk about on the podcast last week, but we want to recap um, as we get into this week's matchup for NCAA football is uh, the USC-Washington State game. Um, Big upset. That was a huge upset. Um, really throws the the Pac-12 for a loop, given Washington State upsetting USC in uh, Spokane, I think they play. So um, that's, a, I mean, a huge upset, like we said. But USC really, they didn't get out. They got outplayed. Darnold did not did not play to his potential. Right. Game. I mean, Darnold had turnovers. Um, USC's players were just dropping like flies. And they, especially on defense. That looked like it was in an easy environment to play in at all. There was probably a lot of confusion with the play calls. Uh, players get nervous, especially the young guys. Yeah. And, I mean, like you said, James said, they didn't play well. Um, but they still had a chance to win the game at the end. I mean, they had the ball down three with two minutes to go. They don't even uh, get a pass off or anything. They Darnold ends up getting strip sacked. Um, really looked like they were going for a home run play when all you needed was, uh, was maybe a, a few first downs to get Washington State on their heels. They were trying to pick up a big chunk of yards. Yeah. They were unable to do that. Huge stop by that defense. Uh, I guess you got to also give credit when credit's due. Falk had a huge game. Yeah. He played really well last season. He had a great season last season. He's, he's kind of one of those uh, sleeper picks. Right. Falk plays well. I mean, Falk plays well. USC doesn't play well. It's kind of the stat, the story of the game. Um, USC win. USC loses. Um, Washington State wins. This week in the rankings, I think they catapulted up to 12 or 11. I think 11. 11. So they're ranked 11. USC drops to 15. Um, everyone's really in it. I mean, you can still say if you have one loss, um, still a long season. You still have about five, seven weeks to go. I mean, so you're still really in it. So, um, But that's taken us into, into this week. Um, a matchup we see on the board is USC at home. Now playing Oregon State. Huge uh, spread, 34 points. Huge spread. spread, like James said, 34 and a half points. Um, USC obviously coming off that loss. They need to make a statement at home against a weak Oregon State team. Um, James, do you think they cover? They have to. Personally, do I think they'll cover? Yeah. If it, if it wasn't at home, no. But the fact that they have to not just win, this is a statement game. If they if they beat Oregon State by 7-10, it won't look good. They need to come out and win by 50. And I think Darnold, after that last game, this was his worst performance in his college career, I believe. Yeah. Worst second or bottom three, for sure. I mean, this was that, that Washington State game is definitely a bad game. I actually don't think they cover... Um, not because I don't think they win. I think they definitely win. I think they win by a lot. 35, 34 and a half. I mean, it's five touchdowns. That's a big spread to cover. I mean, it's college. It's definitely college, but if they're up by a lot, they may. Uh, you may see them play loose. It seems like USC's defense is, is really uh, kind of hurt, so they may play relaxed, um, get a, a couple touchdown lead, and let Oregon State play with the ball a little bit and not truly shut them down. 
Has Oregon State played played well this season? I haven't been keeping track of them at all. Yeah, I mean, I don't really follow the the bottom half of the the league, but uh, yeah, they've been getting stomped out by everybody this season. Yeah. Looks like they lost by thirty four to a weak Minnesota team. Not weak, but okay Minnesota team in Oregon State. They lost by twenty nine to Washington State in Washington State, and then they lost by thirty five in Oregon State to Washington. Yeah. So that thirty four and a half could be. It's quite should, should be an easy cover for you. But remember another thing here, what we kind of talked about on the NC State game is that this is a thirty-four and a half point. Yeah. So the five touchdowns would cover. So that half point is really kind of making people lean, yeah, maybe making you think to take USC. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, you know, five touchdowns covers. Could be a potential trap, one to one to watch out for. Could be something. I mean. See maybe have a line movement. See if you could find figure out which way sharp money's going. Um, but yeah, if it's if it's line, I think goes up over thirty five. I think USC covers. If it drops lower, I think the sharp money's coming in on Oregon. I think State. I got one lock on this game that won't lose. The over USC money line. Was it minus two hundred thousand? If you can find USC money line, Junkie Jam's putting it on on the line. All the cans you got. Five dimes has has it right now, minus two hundred thousand. Oh wow, really? Well, they had Louisville last week playing Murray State. It was minus three hundred thousand money line. That's I mean three hundred bucks. That's yeah, a three hundred thousand dollars you want to risk. Yeah, hundred bucks is hundred bucks. So anyway, we're not giving it out as a pick, but like we said, I think if the line creeps up over thirty-five, you want to take USC. Um. Next pick we want to look at is we want to go to Kansas State, Texas. Uh, we feel Kansas State can upset Texas in this game. I don't know if you consider it an upset. Uh, I mean, I would, uh, I would consider it an upset. They're both Kansas State going into Texas. I mean, I know they're not ranked teams. Yeah. Kansas State was one strength this year. Texas opened the season ranked as well. Texas opened the season uh, ranked. I mean, anytime an underdog wins, it could be considered an upset. And you're on the road. I think Kansas State wins outright. And I'm a big Texas guy, so for me to say that's kind of hard. Yeah, Texas is favored by four, playing at home. Um, They have not kind of played at home well this year, you could say. They lost to Maryland, the season opener at home. So uh, that cover could be a little tricky. That Kansas State defense, I think, will will show up. Kansas State is always sneaky good. So we want to go ahead and... Give us our first pick of the week. It's Kansas State uh, plus four. Plus four with a little bit on the money line. The plus 150. Real good value. So, yeah, the minus four. And we'll do like we did last week. So, we'll put a little money line partly on the side um, for maybe three or four good money line picks that we think. So, Kansas State minus four. I mean, I think. They've always done good. If you look at Kansas State's last five games, they're 4-1. Their only loss was at Vanderbilt by a touchdown where they their offense kind of didn't show up. Um, they got shut down. Vanderbilt has a strong defensive team. Uh, they only got one touchdown on the road, which, you know, sometimes on the road you don't really show up. I think uh, one thing to watch out for is uh, Texas has not they haven't faced a rushing QB this this year. True. And Kansas State has a has a running QB. It's very mobile, so 
that could be one thing one thing to watch out for. Um, he is their leading rusher as well as their leading passer. So I mean, that that right there could be a little little loophole. Uh, Kansas State could find a way to sneak that one out. So, all right. Well, like we said, Kansas State over Texas. Um, Texas, you know, they're always going to get public action. They're a big school um, with a big following, big fan base. So this line could possibly even be bet up to even more than minus four. But I think as long um, that it's under a touchdown, like we said, it's a bait for people to take Texas, take uh, Kansas State. Yeah, uh, for, for me. Move on from this game. I want to go back to that Russian QB uh, talk I was, I was mentioning. Um, if you look back at the first game of the season when Maryland wore Texas, uh, their, their QB was running all over them as well. And I think that could be a big weakness in that Texas defense. They do that. They don't turn the ball over. They'll, they'll definitely come away with this one. So definitely. If you're not getting in on it pregame, watch how he comes out first half. If you see him running all over them, hop in second half. Might be too late, though. For sure, for sure. All right, our next game that we'd like to talk about is the Michigan versus Michigan State game. This is a huge game in the state of Michigan. Um I think they call it the Paul Bunyan Trophy matchup. So uh, with this one, I think you have Michigan at a 10.5-point favorite playing at home in the big house. Um, they're playing 4.30 Pacific time, which is 7.30 Eastern, so they're playing under the lights. Michigan Stadium, so it's only October everywhere else, but I think in Michigan it could be a little, little chilly. Uh, so look out for that. I don't really have a lean on the game, but I do know that Michigan switched their quarterbacks last week from Spates uh, to O'Corn. Yeah. Is that a permanent change? I think so. For the foreseeable future. And the line is over-under is only 40. O'Corn has only uh, four, or sorry, three offensive drives, and they've all ended in touchdowns. So, uh, with a line of over-under at 40, I think that the over is just easy pick, and they may hit that first half. Yeah, that, and that 10.5-point spread. Uh, man. I mean, it's hard for teams to cover two-score spreads in rivalry games, I feel. It's very rare. It is, and if you... Was that last year when uh, Michigan State had that crazy... Uh, Not last year, two years ago, where... Michigan, where the punter, the Michigan was winning. The punter fumbles the ball backwards, and uh, Michigan State returns it for a touchdown. Yep. You get the surrender cobra. You know, guys. Like... <laughs> well, if anybody knows one. what the surrender cobra is, it's uh, I just get hit James with it. But yeah, I mean, Michigan hasn't really gone over their last two games, but they haven't really given up more than uh. 20 points, 17 points is the most they've given up all season. So you have that. Michigan State hasn't given up more than 18 points all season. Uh, so if you looked at that, those two, if you thought, yeah, okay. A couple weeks ago, they when they lost to Notre Dame, they gave it 38. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. 38 is the most. But, the, you know, that's, I guess, was to Notre Dame. But I misread that score. So um, with that, they. Uh, to that, so they could. I mean, that obviously shows their weakness right there. 
their offense is kind of strong. I mean, you could get into a shootout scenario. Typically, games are close. So I'm going to go ahead and put the, uh, the plus, the over 40. Um, I don't think we're going to put this in our main parlay or as a main pick, but that's a, a game, a pick I really, really like. It's really a really low total for a college game. Yeah, but and I know that, I that big rivalry. So I know last time I said take a Michigan over, I burned you guys. So uh, I'm not gonna put it as my pick, but I'm gonna just say I strongly lean that way. <laughs> All right. Um, the next game on our list is uh, the Thursday night game. So if you're not listening to this Thursday morning or Thursday afternoon, you should just fast forward for the next five minutes because. This game already happened. Uh, Louisville versus NC State. Um, Louisville is obviously, uh, you know, top 25 team. They're highly ranked at home. Or, sorry, they're they're highly ranked. They're playing on the road, though, in NC State. Division game. We spoke about how NC State um, is like a sneaky good team. However, Louisville's only... uh, Three and a half point spread, or three and a half point favorite. They opened as one point favorites, which is a little, a little shady on the road. They definitely opened as um, one point favorites, and the line has gone up. No, they didn't open as one point favorites, James. Yeah, they opened as uh, no, uh, Louisville opened as favorites. one point favorite. No, that's the, is that true? Yeah, one, one, one and a half point favorites, and they've been bet down at the three and a half. Yeah, uh, heavy heavy public bets coming in on them, as expected. No, you're right. They opened you at opened one and a half. One, not too many people think of NC State as a solid football team because they barely snuck into the top 25. Let the public bet it to three. It's it's basically a, a setup for any sucker who's coming in thinking Louisville is going to walk away with that one. It's a gimme at one one point, but so, I yeah, don't think so. Been bet. We definitely, I agree with James. I don't think that... Uh, um, NC State. This is just a walkover game for them. I think they're going to come show up, play tough. Uh, they probably were resting. I would say um, the other reason why they probably didn't cover last week against Syracuse is probably when they got that lead. They were starting to look forward to to this game and focus. So they're going to be amped up. This is in North Carolina for NC State. It's a home game and it's, it's going to be big. I think. NC State covers that spread, and I would look for them to win outright. Uh, the last two Thursday night games, this is an interesting thing to kind of to know. I, or we could say last week, the Thursday night game was USC Michigan, or sorry, USC Washington State. USC was the higher ranked team. That they was were, on Friday. Uh, sorry, Friday. On Friday, they were ranked three and a half, or ranked high-ranked team versus the uh, Washington State lower-ranked team. Favored by three and a half, they lost outright. The week before, on Friday, you had Washington, you had, sorry, Utah beat Arizona, which was a a strong team, but Utah was the higher-ranked team, and I think Utah was favored by also three and a half. Yeah. Four and a half. Utah was favored by four and a half, so you always had these games on Friday, Thursday, Friday that uh, are s- small spreads where a team where you know they've kind of flip flopped. Um, so I I don't know I don't know what to take from that. 
just kind I of. I think a, uh, one thing. Uh, I, I, if you, if NC State doesn't win, I'm almost hundred percent positive they'll cover the three and a half point spread. So it might be one of those where if you didn't get in early to grab uh, to grab Louisville now that three and a half point spread uh, you can get with NC State. It's really good. Um, I could see this being a really, really tight game. I think you were the one that told me uh, NC State has 16, 16 returning starters. Uh, it, I'm not or, sure if it's sixteen exactly, but a high, have, a high number. They for, have a lot a of returning team. starters from a, from a team last year, and they're definitely a strong team. They obviously beat Florida State on the road. They could probably match up well with Louisville. So we're going to go ahead and as our second pick, take NC State plus three and a half, plus four, whatever you get them at. Sprinkle a little on the money line. Sprinkle a little bit. I think that's James's cue. We got to get a sound plug for you. Sprinkle a little on the money line. So we'll take them plus four, uh, plus three and a half. Yeah, I think if I think the longer you wait, the higher the spread's gonna go. I think three and a half. It might be maxed out. If anything, tomorrow you might see it make its way down to three. Um, because the, the big betters might come in late. Interesting. So right now it's been all public betting. Taken. You think? How do you think this game does versus the Thursday night NFL game? I know we're going to get NFL later, but NFL Thursday is New England. Who I don't even know. Are you? Uh, as far as like views, New England, Tampa Bay. As far as views, views. I which one are you? Which one compete. would you rather watch? This can't compete with New England, Tampa Bay. You want to watch New England, Tampa Bay over NC yeah. State? I think I'd rather watch this game. Just because I'm, I'm curious to see if Brady could lose two in a row. All right, all right. We'll get into it. I just wanted to see what your thoughts were on that. I'm gonna be definitely tuned into uh, this college game, but uh, I think this might actually forth. be the first. Uh, just a quick note on this NFL uh, game. This might actually be the first. Good match, uh, primetime game we've had this season, right? Well, I mean, what do you mean, good how? Well, like a good matchup. Something worth watching. Like last week we had Rams, Rams Niners. That wasn't a. I mean, that was a great one. game. Yeah, yeah, it was a great game, but I mean, looking at it, just looking at it on paper, oh. a lot of people didn't want to watch that. Yeah, you weren't excited. Same with it. Packers, Bears. I mean, I mean, week one, uh, week New one. England, Kansas City. Yeah, week, week one. I mean, aside from that. Okay. Aside from week one. Yeah, Giants, Lions, Texans, Bengals. A lot, a lot of matchups people didn't want to see. So yeah. it's, it's rare that you get a good good game in prime time, especially when they're scheduling a preseason. Last week you had Colts, uh, Colts, Seahawks, Sunday night. Then you had Redskins, Chiefs. Fuck that those Redskins guys, Chief. by the way. I don't Redskins want to talk about Chiefs. that. <laughs> we'll get into that Monday night. We'll get into that football. So let's just keep going. Like we said, just take NC State with the points. Sprinkle a little on the money line because James says money line. We're gonna put him in our money line. Sprinkle it. So far now, our two two picks are state schools, K State and NC State. Um, next game we'd want to talk about is our Clemson Wake Forest matchup. Uh, last week, I guess you could say the matchup of the week was Clemson Virginia Tech. Everyone was uh, thinking maybe Virginia Tech and upset could cover the spread. Remember, these teams played in the ACC championship game last season, and Clemson only won by a touchdown, and they were 12-point favorites last week. It's, Clemson, Virginia Tech? Yeah. Yeah. That, that they was were 12-point favorites. But, um, obviously, Clemson walked away with that game. 
it was kind of a domination. And yeah, I mean, the final score didn't show up, but right out of the gates, they yeah they just had Virginia Tech against the wall. They were outmatched. So with that going into this week, they're playing a Wake Forest team. And, I mean, you could say a Wake Forest team that is pretty good uh, because they're 4-1. and one. Their only loss was to uh, Florida State last week, which I think is now starting to get its its feet under them. Uh, like we mentioned, when they lost to NC State two weeks ago, they uh, they were coming off a two-week layoff, coming after that hurricane. Now they're maybe starting to play. You know, they're a good school, high-profile program, getting obviously a lot of five-star talent. So they are definitely now starting to maybe roll a little bit. So losing to them isn't that big of a big of a loss, especially um, by only a score. So, looking at that, however, Clemson is favored by 21.5 points. I think I saw 20, yeah, 21.5 to 22.5. Is it at 21.5 right now? I saw it at 21.5 just right now. I think I saw it open at 22.5. And And, uh, last year, uh, when they played, they they played, they won by 22, right? They won by 22, correct. And what we were talking about earlier to kind of stick with the theme that we said that the 20, 21 and a half or 22 is getting you to kind of think underdog because it's the fourth score. Three scores doesn't cover the spread. You need a fourth score. So you're thinking, oh, maybe the underdog is good. So looking at this, thinking about it, I'm leaning Clemson. But, you know, we're not going to obviously give this game as a pick. It's the high spread, high roller. Um, it's sitting at 21 and a half right now. 22 and a half if you play on Bovada. So I think that uh, you take Clemson with the points, but, you know, big spreads, I, I don't expect a lot of people to uh, to be rolling that way. I think, uh, I think the over might be a good bet on that one. Over, over 48? 47? Yeah. I mean, it, uh, what's his name? Kelly Kelly Bryant's been been running all around. I, I didn't think he'd be able to fill up fill in uh, Deshaun Watson's shoes, but he's doing pretty well out there. He's he's running, uh, eluding defenses, throwing the ball, running, scoring. Yeah, I mean they put up thirty one against a strong Virginia Tech team, so you would think they could be put up at least thirty plus versus uh, Wake Forest. If Wake Forest could put up, you know, a couple touchdowns, they probably you know. A forty, a forty-five, seventeen game, but that doesn't cover your spread. Yeah. Oh, that covers the spread. Forty-five, seventeen. Yeah. So I mean, that's what you kind of be looking at. Forty. I, th- I think Clemson covers just because I've been uh, underestimating them this whole season so far, and they've done nothing but prove me wrong every year. Yeah. So I think I th- agree with you. I think uh, a lot of people are underestimating them. I think Clemson gets the cover. Um, it's a good little play, Clemson plus or minus twenty one and a half. So that's going to take us into our lock. We have, we have one more. Yeah, to our lock game of the week, James. Let me finish talking. I'm the <laughs> I'm the host. You're the co-host. I lead. You follow. Our lock of the week. This is the game. Lock of the year. We think it's absolute cash money. If you listen to one thing off this podcast, you listen to this next pick. 
Stanford at Utah. Stanford is six and a half point favorites playing on the road in Utah. We think that this game is got a pure, pure lock for Stanford. I don't see them losing this game by seven or by seventeen. Uh, they're uh, sorry, winning this game. They're walking away with this game. Easy this cover, huge um, trap, huge trap. It's one of those games where you're looking at a twentieth ranked Stanford or twentieth ranked Utah team playing an unranked Stanford team at home. Underdog by five and a half. You know the public love those ranked teams playing unranked opponents. When that dogs. could it be bigger of a trap? The only way this turns out is if there's something we don't know about where um, Bryce Love is hurt or there's some huge suspension on Stanford. I don't think Bryce Love is hurt at all. It doesn't seem like anybody could even stop him right now. That guy's just running all over everybody. He's. He's, He's going, maybe that's why they're favored, I don't know. But either way, you open them up as favorites on the road. Everybody is taking Utah, except for the smart guys. And that's why that line has moved from 4.5 to sit to minus 6.5 uh, Stanford. Like, what is it, 5.5, 6.5 right now? It's at 5.5. It, it, it's been between 4.5 and 6.5 and right now. It's steady 5.5. No, definitely. So that's why we think Stanford's probably your purest lock. You take Stanford uh, with the points, minus six and a half, minus seven. I think, you know, it's one of those things where they, they're going to easily cover that game. I think a lot of people will be taking money line. Um, you know, it is one thing to – the one scary thing about this game is that Stanford's a rushing team. And – you know, when you have a rushing team, if you get a big lead, you might continue to run the ball. If they just stack against the run, you might not get a lot of passing. They may sit on their on their heels and let Utah. If they're up 20 points, they may let them get a couple touchdowns get back in this game. Backdoor cover could be definite potential in this game. That's why I'm going to say that you're going to do max bet Stanford game if Stanford's up big. And you can get a window where you can hit both. You're going to take Utah second half. Because Utah can definitely get a backdoor cover in this game. You don't want to be out there in the wind. You get a, you, you hedge them in second half where you could potentially win both bets. Um, and, and or worst case scenario, you break even. So just to be clear on what, this, what I mean by say window, is this game to say right now Stanford's a six and a half point favorite. So to say they're up 20 points at half, and then they come out second half, and Utah's a seven and a half point or seven point favorite, that means you take Utah, you still have a seven point seven window. point window where you can win both bets. If Utah covers by a lot, you you break even. If Stanford ends up winning the second half, you also break even. But this way. You're protected against a backdoor cover. That, or you can always figure out like uh, the money split. So right, uh, right. Put more on the one you're more confident in. No, definitely. I'm not saying you do it for equal amount. You definitely do it for something to uh, to feel comfortable with. If Stanford's losing a half, uh, just drive to the bridge. Right, uh, what, looking at this game, I guess maybe uh, one of the things people when they 
when they're betting on this game, the one thing that they would see is that Utah has a good rush defense. And that's Stanford's strength. But then again, Utah hasn't faced a running back like Bryce Love. Utah has not had that kind of uh, running attack come towards them. I don't think they'll be able to keep up with them. Uh, Maybe fourth quarter, once Bryce Love uh, sits down and takes a rest with that nice 14, 20-point cushion. But I don't see them slowing him up at all. Yeah, and especially when you have that kind of physical beat-you-on-the-line team like Stanford, your defense definitely gets weakened. You know, we saw it in the UCLA game where they were kind of toe-to-toe, and then all of a sudden, second quarter, they just run all over them. Third quarter, they run all over them. And next thing you know, the game's broken wide open. So um, that's one thing to note with the running team. This is just the bad part is they get a lead, and they're just going to sit there and do runs up the middle, up the middle, um, and the team stacks against the run. You could end up giving up a, a score or two to get a backdoor cover, and we want to make sure you guys are protected against that. So uh, that's why I think if you get a window, it's good. If not, if you want to write it, like James said, you could do it for less and at least cover yourself. So those are all our NCAA picks that we have for uh, for this week. Uh, when we get come back, we'll talk about our Monday night or sorry our NFL picks and discuss a little bit about Monday night. Welcome back, guys. Here we are talking now NFL football. It's me, Lucky Licko, alongside Jockey Jam, giving you our NFL picks. Let's recap last week. Um, unlike NCAA, where we went zero and three or, or one and two, depending on when you got it in, we went clean three and zero and two and zero on our money line picks. So we did great. Um, Cincinnati started it off, hit us with an easy win, um, blowout of the of the Browns at in-state rivalry. The game wasn't even close. Easy, easy winner. Win. Uh, second game was the Jets. That was also a, a early game. You could say 10 o'clock Pacific, 1 o'clock East Coast. Um, the Jets, I think they were down, but they came back. They won in overtime. So it was definitely a good game. They covered... Um, the spread, obviously, and they won money line. Yeah, I think uh, what we talked about last week about how Jacksonville might be a little fatigued uh, coming back from London. I think that might have showed towards the end of it. Right, yeah, definitely. I mean, they faded. I think they had the lead at half, maybe by three points or a touchdown. Uh, I think they were tied at half. And then... Uh, oh, maybe maybe they were tied, yeah. but uh, they, they scored, scored maybe the first late. Touchdown. Huh? They scored the first touchdown. They had a 7-0 lead, and then... From there it was kind of back and forth. Jets took off in the third quarter. Right, yeah, they came out at they they came out at half. Yeah, they were tied. They came after half. Jets took off. Then um, it's almost they, a tie, actually. They came back. It was almost a tie. Um, that the uh, Jets won on a field goal with 28 seconds left in overtime. So uh, we're creeping ever so close to getting an actual tie. Um, but I mean, if you looked at it, Jacksonville got a punt return in the fourth quarter that really broke it, uh, brought them back to give them some life. Other than that, they were completely dead the whole second half. If it wasn't a Bortles has been struggling this season. Who Bortles? He had that one good game. Yeah, that one good game last week against the Ravens. First week against uh, against Houston. I mean, against against Houston, he didn't really play well. He just didn't play shitty. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, last week he didn't really play shitty. He just didn't play well. I feel like 
Jacksonville's trying to maybe convert themselves to a rushing team, and they if Fournette's be. not doesn't get many yards, I mean last week he only had under he had under 100 yards and no rushing touchdown. You're not really gonna gonna win, even though I guess he did catch a a pass for a touchdown. So I mean they're pretty much going and ri- riding or dying with Fournette. Yeah, and then this uh, Jets team that was uh, projected to have what is it zero zero wins this season zero or two wins yeah. they already have two wins they're at their they they're at their projected total so um, fade the Jets the rest of the way I think I don't think so I don't know but That'd be um, a team to watch out for they covered they covered for us they won our money line and our last pick uh, that we wanted to touch on for a recap point that we gave last week were the Chargers Eagles. I think we said that this would be an easy win, and it was. Um, the Chargers, I guess, like they always do, they feel like they got to come and make it a game. Uh, however, they they were favored, and they lost by two. They were favored by a point and a half. So it wasn't even really that close. Um, yeah, I don't think the scoreboard does this game justice. Uh, yeah. The Eagles basically had this game. For right, the Eagles had a... A twenty, you know, a nineteen ten had a nine point lead for the most of the game. At the end, uh, you know, the Chargers come back, they make it a two point game, but they, you know, after that, the Eagles got the ball and they kind of salted the game away. Chargers so, are falling, falling apart. Chargers, right, let's talk. If you want to talk, take a minute and talk about the Chargers. Like we mentioned uh, there were Charger haters. Um, they left their hometown, San Diego, and they moved up the road uh, to Carson, California, to play in that teeny tiny soccer stadium. Where there's the pure suckers, um, and they're playing against pure road fans. I think can't even get away from hearing about how many Eagles fans were there. If you saw the game the week before, how many Chiefs fans were there, even Dolphin fans. And the, one of one of the most embarrassing things about this past week is that the Chargers owner Dean Spanos brought Roger Goodell so he could check it out himself, so he could show him that it's not a failure moving the team to LA, and he did nothing but basically show him that it is a failure he saw nothing but eagles fans he saw no support shitty stadium wasn't even can't even sell out a twenty-five thousand seat stadium right it's it's pretty sad for that and on top of it um looking at just a player standpoint they're not looking forward to playing a game a home game not at so all. they're coming and playing at home they're not looking forward to it they're not able to perform and then when they go on the road they have to face opposing fans and they're they're upset again. So the Chargers are just in a no-win situation. Um, that and uh, I want to give a shout-out to Joseph McCray. Uh, yeah, the SD uh, sign guy. SD sign guy. If you don't know who he is, he's a uh, he's, uh, big, big Charger, well, big Charger owner hater. Um, he's the one. San Diego that, Charger fan. Yeah, absolutely. He's the, the one that uh, started the, the GoFundMe accounts to basically fly a plane over that that uh, has a banner in the back saying something different every game in regards to the, the San Diego Charger ownership. Um, what, what did he say? This what past he week, he's, his sign read, if you want to see a sellout Dean, look in the mirror. The week before, I think his banner free said, the Chargers. sell the team, free the Chargers, sell the team. Week one was worst NFL owner, Dean Spanos. And this week, he's believe it or not, he's flying over MetLife Stadium where the Chargers are playing on Sunday. Yeah, so not not sure what this one is saying yet, but uh, it's something something to keep an eye out on 
on the internet you'll see it for sure. For sure, and I think it could definitely have something to do with, if you recall, Eli Manning was actually drafted by the Chargers and famously said he refuses to play for or play for the Chargers and they traded him to the Giants for uh, for Phillip Rivers among a, and a couple other picks. So with that, uh, I'm thinking the banner's going to say something. Eli was right. Spanos sucks. Something or Mannings were lines. right. Spanos sucks. So um, expect well, that. Yeah. But then going into the, I guess, one thing we can start with our games this week, Chargers at Giants. Um, looking at that game, like, you know, we're not going to pick the Chargers, Absolutely obviously. Not. But the Giants are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Char- Giants are 0-4, playing at home. We think the Giants finally get their first win. Um, 0-4, but their last couple of games, they're one, close. 10 seconds away from winning the game. They, they, they had the last two games against the Bucks. They had them last week against the Wall. Then they had the Eagles against the Wall. Uh, first two games, not so much. They were kind of out of those games. But Chargers have been out of almost every game. Yeah, the Chargers are flat. And, you know, if they're not getting points in, in scrap time or whatever, and you have to remember week one they lost by three, but they were down 21 or 17 points in that game. Uh, against Miami is the only game where they really had a lead in the fourth quarter. Um, Kansas City, they were never close. And the Eagles, they were never close. So, um we're going to say the Giants just run away with this game. I don't think the Chargers' defense can even keep up. I, I don't know about running away with it, but I think they'll win for sure. Um, I mean, just because they're both the kind of team that play a close game. True. Both okay. teams are. Looking at uh, what we just mentioned, that Eli was drafted by the Chargers, traded to the Giants for Phillip Rivers. Their stats through the season are Rivers is 95 for 150, 1,107 yards, six touchdowns, four interceptions. Manning is... 116 of 166 for 1,113 yards, six touchdowns and four interceptions. They're almost the identical quarterback on 0-4 teams, like 13, 14 years into their career. Um, You know, these were both two, I guess you could say at one point they were two top top 10 quarterbacks in the league, and they're both fading fast. I mean, their teams are falling apart around them. So with that, like we said, we're leaning Giants, but we're not going to go ahead and Make that pick. If you do take them, buy it down to three. That three and a half is it's a little scary just for a game that could be within a field goal. Um, it's worth noting that Giants also don't have a run game. So if they pull out ahead, they won't be able to control the clock. I think their leading rusher is, uh, is averaging less than two yards a carry. Yeah, their leading rusher, I think, is, is Perkins, who's trash. He's probably Kendrick James. Perkins. Kendrick Perkins? No, no, he's probably on your he fantasy well football be. team. Freaking scumbag. James probably got the worst fantasy football team in the world. So anyway, let's take the Giants. Next game we want to talk about um, from last week, or the last game from last week that we really want to touch on is um, that Monday night game. Now, I'm sure you probably heard enough about that Monday night game. If you were on the Chiefs, you probably celebrated and, and spent that money on booze and, booze and drugs. If you were on the Redskins, you probably borrowed money to spend on booze and drugs. Um, that, that or or jumped off of uh, a yeah, high that, ceiling. Or yeah, you're listening to this podcast in heaven because uh, you're dead. So yeah, that that was a brutal way to lose that game. Um, I mean, you had the cover. 
you had the under. I mean, you probably, I don't know which side you may have been on, if you're on the skins and under or skins second half or, or whatever. I was on everything that lost on that final play. <laughs> that was the worst beat of all time. It had to have been. There's no reason for that. No reason at all. Chiefs had, had, they had the ball, the clock running. They spiked the ball with eight seconds. They had one timeout left. Could have run it with, run it down to three, four seconds to not even give the other team a chance. Of course, you risk having the bad snap, but you never want to give the other team a chance. And then instead of squibbing it, they kick it deep. Right. Giving the Redskins one more play. They shouldn't have kicked it deep. You definitely squib in that scenario. You take your chances. I mean, even if it does go out of bounds, they still cannot get a playoff and get out of bounds to uh, to run. So if they went out of bounds, they'd get the ball at the 40. They're not getting 20 yards. And even if they do, you're still going to overtime. Um, you're definitely protected. There's definitely a lot of things went wrong if you were on the Redskins. There might, somebody might have gotten paid. There could have been a payoff. I mean, how many times do you see a fumble rolling like that at the end of the game and then somebody just dives on it and the game's over. And it looked like they were just tossing the ball back, just no care in the world, no intention to even score, just pitching it back, hoping a Chiefs player would run it in, cover that seven-point spread. The fix is in. The fix is in. You heard it on the donation station. Even the announcer called it out when, as soon as he picked it up. He said, this has got to be meaningful to some. <laughs> the announcer was clowning you, James, the fucking announcer. You too. <laughs> Yeah, so going into with this game, talking about the Chiefs, we like the Chiefs-Texans matchup. James, what are your thoughts on that matchup? My thoughts on that matchup, personally, I cannot see the Chiefs losing to the Texans, but that is a really, really shady line. Yeah. Really shady line. You Right now, it opened up as a pick Yeah. Right now, it's between Houston minus one. And Chiefs minus one at different books. But I think Texans are definitely outmatched. Uh, one thing that Cousins showed is that there is some weaknesses within that Kansas City defense uh, last week. So Deshaun Watson has been rolling. He's been playing very well. Very, very well. They got uh, they got Fuller back last week. Uh-huh. And uh, he had two, uh, two touchdowns. And they still have Hopkins on the other side. They have Lamar Miller who's playing well. They have Coleman who's backing him up. That whole offense is, is doing pretty well. They definitely, um, I definitely agree with you that the uh, the Texans are rolling. Like we said, that line is pretty shady. Them, the Chiefs only being a, a point and a half favorite. Their last four matchups this season, though, the they have they lost to the Jaguars. They beat the Bengals at a low scoring game. Then they had a high scoring game where they lost a comebacker to the Patriots on the road. And then they had another game this past week where they murdered the Titans. The Titans were supposed to be a top team this year. Yeah, definitely a top team. Supposed to be a top team. So, I mean, they're definitely rolling. They've scored over 30 points in their last two games. So, I could see that game definitely uh, potentially being close. But one one thing to keep an eye on is that, that Chiefs offensive line. Yeah, they're definitely suspect. They got banged up that last game. They're definitely banged up. They're definitely suspect. And if you're playing J.J. Watt and Jadamian Clowney, Alex Smith could be under some pressure. Absolutely. He, I mean, he is a playmaker. He does have some wheels he can get around. A lot of people forget that Alex Smith can run, and he, he showed this, that, that on Monday night. But 
you're not going to be able to outrun both Jadavian Clowney and J.J. Watt. And you don't want to be getting hit by them either. So, uh, But you do have a little little dump-off guy in Kareem Hunt now who's the top back, surprisingly. Yeah, Kareem Hunt's the top rusher in, in the NFL. Um, I think and it's, and I think it's by a lot. It's not even close. Yeah. I think he's got over like 150 yards on the next guy. So, um, but with that, you know, we don't know. We like I like Kansas City. I definitely think it could be close. The over may be something to pay attention to. Um, however, with Kansas City's line being suspect and maybe Kansas City playing good defense, game could be an under either. So I don't know. I don't have really any strong leans other than I don't see Kansas City losing this game. Yeah, I don't have... I don't have that many strong lanes either, but I would just stay away from this game if you can. Um, I don't think Kansas City will lose, but we just pointed out some key elements that could yeah. lead to a loss. So, And like we said, um, maybe you follow us, uh, follow James on it, Junkie Jam on Instagram or uh, Twitter. Um, you'll be able to get our updates if we have any updated feels on this game. This is a Sunday night game, so uh, depending on how our picks do, we probably could post... Uh, an update on this to either double up or get our money back. So uh, pay attention to our Instagram. It's at, at Major League Cappers. Major League underscore. Sorry, at Major League underscore Cappers. Um, or at Donation Station on Instagram. So the next game you want know, to be talking about is last week was the Falcons-Bills matchup. Called that upset. James did call that upset. Called Saints and Bills two-liner. Saints and Bills. That's a huge two liner, man. That's that. What? Remember that bet that we made? Yeah. What are you? A blunt or an eighth or an eight ball or? I don't. I don't fucking remember. Yeah, you fucking. Whatever it is, I won. I'll I'll be coming back to collect when I remember what it is. Shut your ass up. You don't even listen to the podcast. (laughs) So anyway, the Bills obviously won. Um, You know, we don't know what's up with the, the Falcons. And I told you to watch out for Julio's health health issues. Yeah, he ended up uh, getting pulled out of that game, third quarter. He was he was out at the end of the game, and they definitely missed him. I mean, they needed a uh, twice at that game. They needed stops. I mean, the game was tied. They needed a stop. They gave up a field goal. They needed a stop. They gave up a field goal. You know, down six. They needed to get a touchdown. They get a pick. Game over. Um. Gotta say, I'm, I'm impressed by the Bills. Definitely impressed by the Bills. Bills coming off two strong wins now. However, coming off two huge wins, one on the road and one at home, and then you go on the road again. You're playing at the Bengals, a one and three team. You're a three and one team, and you're an underdog, three point underdog, playing at the Bengals. What are your thoughts on that, James? I think uh, Buffalo is outmatched in this one. They, they do have a great defense, but. They're dealing with some some injuries on that defense. Uh, not necessarily meaning their players are sitting, but they're hurting. Uh, Bengals got a a much improved offense since that new offense coordinator came in. He definitely turned that that program around. Um, AJ Green is going. That guy's been an animal the last couple games. I don't think the 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 Bills will be able to keep up with them. I don't think they even have a chance. Yeah, I definitely think for the Bills, this is definitely a, a kind of. A a pullback game for them. I mean, I thought I said that last week. They won on the road. They won at home against the Broncos. They go on the road. They win against the uh, 
the Falcons, and now they're going on the road again. Something to be said about playing back-to-back games on the road. I mean, you go there, you put, you go to a place, you play Sunday. You know, whether you get there, you know, Saturday, play Sunday, you leave Sunday night, you get home, you have your off day Monday, you know, Tuesday, and then you have to get ready to travel again. You kind of never really get comfortable. You're still thinking about traveling. I think those are the games where you have to maybe look out for. Um, so I would say that uh, the Bills are going to be not ready to play this game. So I also lean Cincinnati. I think I'm going to add that. I think that should be one of our picks. We've also got a thin uh, thin receiver core. Um, I think Zay Jones, the rookie they brought in, is not really producing uh, like they thought he would at receiver. Jordan Matthews, uh, who was their leading receiver, is now out. Um I mean, aside from them, I don't even know who you got. Who uh, the leading receiver right now is their tight end, Charles Clay. On uh, the Bills, Bills, yeah. Their leading receiver is Charles Clay, and I mean, yeah, like James said, they're pretty weak on uh, receivers. And you have to think too: the Bengals have started to get back. Um, got back last week, Fontaine's perfect, who was out for. Uh, Three, the first three games for a suspension for a hit that he he put on a player. Um, was that last year in the playoffs? Uh, or was it in preseason? It wasn't playoffs, was it? It, I think he it put, was regular season. It was uh, last season or, or preseason this year, but he put a hit on him, and he was suspended for three games, and he was back last game. And you could see how that may have had an effect on the game, the... Uh, Browns didn't score much, but they're the Browns. They didn't score at all, right? I think they may have got something, but um, with that, the Bills' defense, like their offense, is depleted, like James said, and we can anticipate them to uh, to be overmatched also by Cincinnati's defense. So let's go ahead and add to our parlay Cincinnati minus three to give us a, our four four picks so far. Um. Now we could talk, go into um, our next matchup, which is the Rams-Seattle. The new and improved Rams. Yeah, the L.A. Rams, the real L.A. Rams, your father's L.A. Rams. L.A.'s um, real team right now. L.A.'s real team. I mean, L.A.'s second team. You know, Behind USC. Behind USC. Maybe third team behind UCLA. Uh, but if you make playoffs, you'll become their one team. You think... What do you think is more important to L.A.? USC winning the national championship or the Rams making the playoffs? Or the Dodgers winning the World Series? Dodgers winning the World Series, but I don't think that'll happen. All right, all right. So um, getting into the Rams-Seahawks, the Rams surprisingly here are one-and-a-half-point favorites at home. I don't know if that comes as much of a surprise with how the season's been going. I mean, well, you they, have they're to. kind of headed in two opposite directions. Seahawks are the team that we thought they would be. I mean, well, actually, yeah, last week they were. Um, but they played a really weak uh, Colts team. But they let them hang around with them the first half of the game. Then they really came out and stomped them second half. But the Rams, I don't think too many people expected them to be playing like they are. I mean, if we take a look at this and we just look at uh, the Rams compared to the um, the Seahawks just quickly they both I mean we talked about this last week they had common opponents last week they played 
the Seahawks played the Colts 46-18. Week one, the Rams Might played a similar score, I think. And it was 46-9. So the Rams... Um, different QBs, though. Different. But no, they both were... Uh, oh, no, you're right. Tolzien played yeah, against yeah, the Rams. Yeah, Tolzien week one, who threw, I think, two pick sixes. <laughs> yeah, so... I mean, I definitely see, think, I personally think the Seahawks are a better team, but I think that they're, like you said, they're definitely a team declining. Meanwhile, the Rams are a team on the rise. And sometimes that momentum carries you on. Goff has been playing well this season. I think they brought in uh, that new offensive coordinator this year who's just really letting him sling it, and he's been really accurate with his passes. I think he only has one, uh, one interception on the season. Yeah. And you know really well. what's good about the Rams too is that I mean their defense is good and their defense is um, defensive coordinator Wade Phillips. He kind of always goes to teams and like rejuvenates their defense. If you recall the Broncos defense that won the Super Bowl, that strong defense was the Wade Phillips defense. Uh, he was obviously uh, had other other success in the past when he was with the Chargers. The Chargers had those great teams in the two thousand early two thousands early mid two thousands. They were had Wade Phillips uh, defenses. Now he's defensive coordinator for the Rams, and their defense seems to be turning around as well. They've had a couple of rough games on that defense, though. You look at last week, I think they gave up, uh, what, 35 points to the Cowboys? Yeah, the, I the mean, the Cowboys... The week before you give up 39 to the Niners? You, you know, they, they get in the wins, James. They get in the wins. And, I mean, they gave, up, they gave up 39 to the Niners, but they really gave up 21 points when they were up 21 po- like 25 yeah. points. They led up towards the end. They definitely led up towards the end. I don't know. Do you have a lean on this game? Rams. Rams? Um, I would definitely take the Rams in this one. Uh, coming like off said, a big win, coming home, playing a... New and improved team. Playing a division opponent. I agree with you. I think you might think. actually have a good crowd in L.A. for this one. Uh, I think every game in L.A., uh, whether it's been the Chargers or Rams this season, hasn't had a, has had a good crowd. Rams got a winning record. LA's a team that'll jump on a team if uh, they got a winning record. This could be the beginning of uh, LA finally having their real football team. True, true. So we're going to go ahead and add the Rams into our parlay. Um, so that leads us. We just want to talk quickly before we wrap, is uh, before we uh, finalize our NFL. New England, Tampa Bay, the Thursday night matchup. James, what are your thoughts? I know you said that you like to watch this over that college game. Um, you think New England is going to lose two in a row? No. So New England is going to cover the spread? Um, Five and a half points. I would say yes, but uh, I mean, I, 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 li- I like New England to win, and I also like it going under. Okay. I think there's been a lot of attention on how that defense has been really soft uh, and playing very poorly. Uh, I think they gave up what is it, 30-plus in three or four games so far this season? There's definitely they've, a lot of talk about that defense. They've been terrible. There's been way too much talk about that defense. Patriots and, last know, five games, they gave up 33, 33, 20, 20, 20 27, no, or 42. 20, 42. So, yeah, they're averaging 30 points a game. Uh, yeah, um, but I think when there's that much talk about how terrible a defense is playing, that makes you want to get it together, and you know Belichick's in their ass. Uh, see, just seeing the production they're they're having out there is terrible. Yeah, the fact that you can 
let New Orleans put up 20 against you. Kansas City, 42. Houston, 33. And Panthers, who haven't been able to do anything on offense this season, put up 36 and come away, or 33 and come away with a win in New England. And you have to think also Tampa Bay is averaging under 20 points a game um, so far this season. So I think every article that I'm reading about this game starts with New, New England's defense struggling. True. Anytime you see that I mean, much. if you look at, yeah, you click on ESPN, I just clicked on it, Patriots defense sputtering entering showdown with Buccaneers. Anytime you see that much attention towards the problem, they're getting it fixed as we speak. They're not going to give up that many points this week. Definitely. I, I think they'll maybe give up 20, 21. If that, I think it might even be closer to 17, uh, 17, 13, 14. But I'll, uh, if I, not if I had to pick, my picks for this game are New England. I don't know about the five and a half, so I'm going New England. I'm going kind of chalky New England money line and the under. New England money line and the under. What about any team props, James? Let's quickly take a look at those while we uh, have a chance. You said the under, but what about uh, team totals? Patriots team over under 30.5. I got no lean on that one. I think that one can go either way. I think Buccaneers, you definitely go under the 24.5. So we're going to say New England money line. James's Thursday night plays. New England money line. The under, and I don't like I don't like taking favorites that big. I'm just I I just don't know if that five and a half and will hold up because they're focused on fixing their defense this week. That's under their priority. Twenty four point five for the Bucks. Under twenty four point five for the Bucks. Under fifty five and a half for the game. Lock them both in. Lock Get your free money. In. All right. So just let's do an overall recap. Our five. Lager that we got going on right now is Cincinnati, the Rams and NFL, Kansas State, NC State, Stanford. Take all those spread. And if you want to do a money line parlay, take Kansas State, NC State, take the Rams money line. Rams is our favorite, but you know that money line is still decent enough to add into a parlay will give you value on your pick. And uh Give you a little bonus as a junkie jam parlay. A couple big dogs money line worth worth taking. Um, and NCAA Saturday you got Buffalo money line. Then you got Air Force playing uh, Navy team. Air Force money line as an underdog. SMU money line, Kansas State money line, and that's all I got for you. James literally just ripped down a random sheet of paper. And read four of the largest money lines. They're not it. that big. And he gave them to you guys. Just remember those games, those four games. Easy so, money. Let's real quick, James, uh, before we close for the week, let's talk about MLB. Um, going into playoffs, the division series, the matchups are all set. Um, if For Thursday night, you have the uh, American League division series, ALDS. First game, 105, is... Uh, Boston Houston in Houston. It's going to be Chris Sale versus Justin Verlander. Uh, Verlander's favored. What are your thoughts? I'm going with Sale on this one. Sale's been pitching really well. Um, right now, it's all about who's got the momentum. Uh, 
Honestly, I, I shifted my focus a little bit from baseball. So I don't know how Verlander's been doing. I just know because I've been keeping up with uh, Boston, and I know Sale's been doing very well. Well, I could say this. Verlander, in his like last five games, or since he's been traded to the uh, the Astros, he's like 5-1 five, five and one with a one-point-something ERA. So he's definitely right. playing well. Who do you like in this series, not just in the game? In this series. Going with the Sox. Yeah. I, I'd like to see the Astros make it just because I, I, they're an exciting team to watch. Um, that's one team that would that would make an exciting run, an exciting World Series to watch. But I think Boston's got Boston's got the experience. Boston's got the older guys playing. Uh, I don't know if Houston will do it this year. I think a couple more years in the playoffs. Maybe next year they'll make a run at it all. I just don't think this is the year. All right. Well, Boston is at a at plus one fifty series price. You know, I'm opposite of James. I like that Houston wins this series. I think they sweep. Actually, um, if they win tomorrow, they'll sweep. But if they if they don't beat Sale, they're they're in for a rough ride. Um, things to note that uh, David Price isn't uh, going to start in the uh, in this series. He's going to be uh, coming out of the bullpen. So. Um, you know, you'll be looking at uh, him coming to the bullpen. When he came in from the bullpen, when he was at Tampa Bay, they went all the way to the World Series. So there's, I When's mean, the last time he pitched in the playoffs? No, David Price, just in general. Um, I don't know, but you know, I think he's uh, he hasn't started a game in a while, but they're definitely looking to uh, to use him in the bullpen in a bullpen setting. Then the other matchup is Houston or the Yankees in Cleveland. Um, the Yankees obviously coming off that kind of wild card win yesterday or Monday or sorry Tuesday, and now they're playing. Um, they're going on the road to play Cleveland team, record setting Cleveland team that won twenty two straight at one point. They got Bauer on the mound facing Sonny Gray for the Yankees. Um, I both think we're both in agreement. We're taking Cleveland. No. No. I'm on the Yankees. Yankees, Red Sox, bring back the old rivalry. Yankees, Yankees Red, Red Sox. Sox in the AL. You know, a Yankees, Red Sox, ALCS would be crazy. But I think you're definitely not going to have it. I think you're going Houston, Cleveland. I think we're a year away from that matchup. I think both the Yankees and Boston are two younger teams. I think we're a year away from Cleveland, Houston. Well, that's because you're an idiot. You just said you don't watch baseball. I said I stopped watching when the NFL started. I still watch every now and then, but I'm not as into it as before NFL So college. I guess we're split. Um, let's do double <laughs> or nothing. Huh? Double or nothing on uh, the baseball matchups. Our bet, our bet. The bet that we had last week? Yeah. All right, so you got Houston, Houston series, Houston, Cleveland. You got Boston Yankees. I like it. All right, and the uh, and the NL. That's, these games are going to be going off Friday, but the NL you have Chicago Cubs, uh, defending champion Chicago Cubs versus the uh, Washington Nationals. What are your thoughts, James? Washington Diamondbacks. Washington Diamondbacks. Um, so obviously you went ahead and just jumped on uh, Arizona, LA. 
All four playoff matchups, by the way, are playing on Friday, so you could maybe put together a nice four-legger. If you look on uh, on us on Instagram, Major League Understore Cappers, or at, at Donation Station, we'll be giving out picks for those. Just the game ones. Um, maybe later on in the series, there'll be other picks, uh, premium plays, that will be available for purchase. But our baseball picks will be online uh, before the game starts. So pay pay attention. Give us a follow at... Uh, Major League underscore cappers or at Donation Station. Um, so with that, I'm leaning the Dodgers and the Cubs. Even though I would like the Nationals to go, I think the Cubs are just going to start turning it on right now. So we're basically opposite in all four matchups. Definitely. So we'll see. With that, um, we're getting ready to sign off. But before we do, James and I both like to uh, just extend uh, some condolences and prayers to Anybody in, in Las Vegas who's uh, out there and due to the tragedy that happened over this past weekend, we just want you guys to all be safe. Um, you know, you shouldn't have, be having to worry about surviving to get anywhere um, anywhere in this country. Absolutely. So uh, please be safe. Have a, good, uh, have a good weekend. Have a good week worth of bets. Best of luck. Follow us at Donation Station or at Major League underscore Cappers. Prayers go out to Las Vegas. Please like the podcast and rate us if you had a great time. Thank you, and have a great week. Let's make some money.